0: From hilariously short-sighted booking decisions to aggressive expansion, leaving the boss with egg on his immovable face. WWE have truly outdone themselves when it comes to foolish calls as of late, and that is saying something. Gareth here from What Culture Wrestling, and here are the 10 dumbest decisions in recent WWE history. Number 10, what's in a name? Quite a bit, actually. For all of the issues fans have understandably had with Vinnie Mac's handling of called up NXT talents over the years, the chairman of the board still respected his son-in-law's babies enough to mostly refrain from from entirely rebranding the incoming developmental darlings. However, the same cannot be said for the majority of the unfortunate band of one-time Tuesday night talents who have rocked up on the scene over the last year or so. From the formidable longest reigning NXT UK champion having his iconic moniker binned off for Gunter, to a bruiserweight being stuffed in a flat cap and branded as Butch. This all stems from McMahon's recent order for talents to no longer boast a version of their real name, or titles once used outside of WWE when appearing on his products going forward. Why? Sorry, Simon. Well, it largely stems from the paranoid boss not wanting said stars to turn up on other shows later down the line using the names they'd boasted while establishing themselves in front of WWE's global audience. Wouldn't it be easy to just not release waves of talented guys and gals every couple of months? Speaking of which. Number nine, releasing waves of talented wrestlers, then booking countless stale rematches. One of the most consistent criticisms sent the biggest wrestling promotion on the planet's way in recent times centers on the company's odd obsession with running back the same fixture over and over again. You know, like waxing your legs, just me. Look no further than the Monday Night Battles between Asuka and Becky Lynch over the last month or so, with the feuding faces going at it in singles competition a whopping three times on Raw in the space of just over a month. And it's not as though WWE have been light on talent to dump into the mix to keep things fresh either. In the last year alone, the likes of Dakota Kai, Ember Moon, Mercedes Martinez, Miriam and Tegan Knox were all given the heave-ho, with many more simply deciding the grass was likely greener and walking out of their own volition. The men's and women's sides of the roster would have likely benefited from retaining even just a fraction of this ever-growing WWE release list. But who needs new directions and programs when you can watch the same top stars run themselves into the ground week after bloody week, eh? Number 8. Booking a tag team tournament for a division with no tag teams It has felt as though fans haven't been able to go a week without some form of wrestling tournament occupying their television over the last few months. However, WWE's decision to promote their own answer to the All Elite and New Japan Pro Wrestling brackets of late almost instantly backfired due to an element that had been painfully obvious long before Sasha Banks and Naomi decided to tell their employers where to go. Thanks to the entire women's tag division being an undoubted afterthought for pretty much its entire existence, Aside from a brief golden role model period of excellence, the reality of the company not even having enough main roster numbers to fill out even a basic 14 bracket acted as another indictment of the overall handling of the straps since their inception. The entire division would benefit from a complete reset at this point. But the fact that we have barely even acknowledged the build incoming tawny since its original unveiling tells you all you need to know about where it ranks in the boss's list of current priorities. But let's be honest, he's got a few. Number 7, Not Following Through on the boss's WrestleMania plans. Sticking with the latest walkout to Rock WWE to its core, yes I enjoy being dramatic. Naomi and Sasha Banks turning their backs on Vince McMahon's Empire during a recent edition of Raw likely stemmed back from a decision that rubbed both the boss and a few corners of the fanbase up the wrong way at January's Royal Rumble event. Ronda Rousey's return paved the way for a victory in the titular 30-person contest, as the baddest woman on the planet was quickly shuffled into the main event scene for Mania season. However, to make Space 4 Rousey's challenging for Charlotte Flair's SmackDown Women's Championship, it was Banks who was ultimately bumped out of the spotlight, despite the horsewoman being positioned in that spot for months. Banks was eventually handed another women's tag team title consolation at the show of shows, but opting to stupidly not find a place for the Mandalorian star towards the top of the card, no doubt influenced the boss's call to vacate, perhaps this time permanently, the WWE landscape for the second time in three years. Number 6. Making the WrestleMania brand the be-all and end-all What made WrestleMania such an illustrious stage in the first place was the fact that it played host to the culmination of many a stellar and compelling feud over the years. It wasn't solely about stealing the show or having a WrestleMania moment. It was about winning the big one, reaching the top of the mountain, or finally knocking off a longtime rival in emphatic fashion. In recent times, however, Vince McMahon has blatantly doubled down on the Mania brand being more important than titles or grudge matches, with Seth Rollins' recent relentless Monday Night quest to earn a spot on the show feeling particularly ridiculous. What with the event now spanning two inflated, nan- It's nothing new either, as John Cena was at the center of a similarly dumb pursuit back in 2018. But with Mania still breaking records in WWE's attempts to pull in the mainstream crowd, expect even more stupendous selling of just appearing on this grandest stage alone being more important than intriguing storylines or world championship victories in the years to come. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Number 5. Shane O'Mac's Rumble Romp Acting as the physical embodiment of just how underwhelming WWE's male iteration of their usually eye-catching Royal Rumble ultimately came to be in 2022, the decision to have Shane McMahon play the part of shocking returnee was as uninspiring as it was eventually disastrous for all involved. On top of lighting up the rest of the full-time participants, Shane O'Mac was said to have attempted to hijack the producing of said Rumble encounter, coming into the event to the point of pitching to become the undisputed MVP of the bout. Yeesh. Needless to say, with the match itself going down in history as one of the worst of its kind, and Shane being on the receiving end of substantial heat for his part in the contest, his father would quietly nudge him out the door despite tentative plans to have him throw down with Seth Rollins at the incoming show of shows. The fact Shane was given the chance to put his fingerprints all over the bout in the first place is a baffling development in its own right, but at least WWE had the sense to cut their losses quickly and set the stage for an American Nightmares re-emergence later down the road. Number four the wrong folks into the dark side. There's no denying that some stars are just better suited to being a pain in the ass, and they are fighting the good fight for the folks at home. The same is obviously true of the opposite too, and it's because of Vince McMahon's insistence on trying to get fans to genuinely rain down booze on rather likeable talents that it often feels like many performers are entirely miscast and difficult to connect with. In the case of heelish workers like Seth Rollins and Edge recently, who have both endeared themselves to the masses either through scintillating in-ring showing, or heartwarming comeback stories, it's evident next to no one is legitimately vexed at their presence on the product. Instead, WWE simply have them blurt out paint-by-numbers insults as they lazily sidestep the flickers of support being sent their way. Whereas talents like Ronda Rousey, a star clearly better suited to being an anti-pro wrestling villain, are forced to grin and spew out phrases like you're on skis due to WWE's consistent inability to hone in on a talent's true strengths and squeezing of many a round peg into a square hole. Number 3 banning Twitch and third-party services. Vince McMahon's enforcing of a new policy that would require all of his workers to cease their third-party involvement and shut down the likes of their Twitch and Cameo accounts looked like a senseless call out of the gates. Coming during the height of a pandemic that had seriously impacted many a talent's bottom line due to a lack of touring, the controversial move felt like little more than another greedy attempt to squeeze more money out of their personalities, and it also denied stars the chance to further connect with their audience in an alternate and much more authentic, authentic capacity, similarly to how they would at various fan fest and signing events. Sure enough, WWE ultimately saw the error of their ways almost two years later, with Triple H holding a meeting with talent around WrestleMania weekend to announce the lifting of said dumbass restrictions. But there's no denying that the rule being brought into play in the first place likely influenced the departures of Twitch darlings like Adam Cole and Cesaro in recent times, baby. Number 2. Trying to cram money in the bank into the stadium mix Nick Khan and WWE made it their mission to apply the special st- stadium-sized atmosphere to more of their incoming special events than ever before. Because if WWE comes to town, who wouldn't want to fork out their hard-earned cash for a chance to see their favourites in the flesh, right? Well, in what would eventually become a rather sobering turn of events for the company, it turns out that trying to sell out Las Vegas' Allegiant Stadium isn't actually all that easy when you're not boasting the first fully attended Big 4 pay-per-view since the start of the pandemic, or a show including the name WrestleMania. So some five weeks out from a Money in the Bank show that Khan once stated would act as the new of the rechristened Big Five. Vince McMahon was forced to move the show that had only moved around 17,000 tickets for a venue that had held 51,000 for the aforementioned SummerSlam 2021 event to the MGM Grand Garden Arena instead. Having to refund said Allegiant tickets and admit stadium-sized defeats is simply the latest repercussion of WWE not giving their fans enough of a reason to dip their hands in their pockets. We're going through hard times, folks. Number one, double-strapping a part-time travel chief. Another development that likely hasn't aided WWE's quest to fill out stadiums, comes in the form of the undisputed top name in the company signing a new contract that would see his previously stacked schedule reduced. Few would argue with Roman Reigns being gifted the opportunity to get well and truly paid for a less grueling workload. Good on the guy. But WWE's decision to stick both of their world titles on the Tribal Chief at WrestleMania 38, just before he penned this improved deal, is now looking like one of the biggest company missteps of recent times. Without the head of the table consistently being called upon to put his undisputed WWE championship title on the line at PLEs, or even just a rock-up on Raw or SmackDown to throw his finger up into the air for a minute, the company have looked completely devoid of ideas as to how to proceed with or sell their product. Cody Rhodes' torn Peck hasn't exactly helped their main event picture either, but what at first looked like another way of elevating an already untouchable entity has now paved the way for one of the most desperate and uncertain periods in modern WWE history. But they only have themselves to blame, so sucks to be them.